KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Preventive medicine, getting vaccine shots, going to your doctor regularly, it's incredibly important, and that's really been crystallized by the COVID-19 pandemic. We wanted to talk about preventive medicine, how the pandemic showcased its importance, what can be done to reach out to those who don't or can't take preventive steps, and more. Our guest is Dr. M. Tanette Krausel-Wood. She is the president of the American College of Preventive Medicine. So I am curious, as someone who works in this field, studies it, practices it. How would you define preventive medicine? Well, as a a physician scientist, but also as a preventive medicine uh, practitioner or, or physician as well, the practice of preventive medicine is actually identifying, um, the trends, the, uh, patterns of, of disease and also understanding what are the some of the root causes as well as the ways we can proceed with preventing ongoing diseases and, and the like. So what should preventive medicine mean to the average person when they hear it? You know, what should they take stock of? Uh, what is it important to do? So preventive medicine, as, as you can guess from the title, it's not just preventing medicine, but it, it's preventing illness, right? So what we want to do is, is for people to have the best health, to have best quality of life that they can have. And by decreasing, minimizing, or just completely eliminating uh, the onset of any disease or condition that would worsen quality of life, that has important implications for everyone. So for example, um, we would we would want to prevent infectious diseases um, by you know having you know making sure that we're taking good care of ourselves uh, using appropriate preventive practices. We have diseases such as hypertension, um, which are modifiable risk factors for the number one cause of death in this country. Um, and we can prevent hypertension through lifestyle factors, but also managing the disease if we do get diagnosed with the disease with medications that we know that work. But one of the, the probably the best tools on in our hands as in preventive medicine and has been for decades are the availability of vaccines. And as, as you know, we, we move forward with our vaccine confident campaign, which is so very important for the health and wellness of the U.S. as a whole, but also beyond uh, the U.S. And our vaccines that we take is, as children prevent us from getting many of the infectious diseases that led to early death and um, unexpected uh, ends of life. Um, very early on in in um, in the in you know in in the timeline, so for us prevention and preventive medicine, what it means to to individuals is assuring that they're getting ongoing vaccines, regular visits to their healthcare provider to make sure that they can detect early if there is a disease such as hypertension, high blood pressure, diabetes, or even early stages of cancer. Um, get one's vaccines at those regular visits, whether those be you know early childhood vaccinations, but also includes uh, getting you know uh, the COVID vaccine, getting shingles vaccine if you're eligible for it, the flu vaccine, m- using these proven risk mitigation measures to decrease the transmission of disease and increase health and wellness for all. I'm curious. Prior to the pandemic. 
how would you say, and I know I'm painting with a broad brush, but from your personal experience, you know, speaking to colleagues, how good was American society at preventive medicine at doing the things that you kind of laid out and kind of the, you know, kind of the foundation laying for your health, uh, going to the doctor regularly? Were we overall pretty good? Were we kind of below average? I mean, I'm sure you want obviously want it to be 100 percent, but where would you kind of put us on the scale? We were we were doing okay. I mean, we were doing intermediate. We had a lot more room for improvement. You know, we've had uh, drugs to treat high blood pressure for decades, and yet only about 50% of the people in the United States have their blood pressure controlled. That was before the pandemic, right? So what the pandemic revealed essentially was our low health resilience as communities and as a country. And part of that um, was because of, of uncontrolled diseases that could have been detected through routine follow-up and seeing physicians by taking effective medications as prescribed, by ensuring that we were vaccinated and up to date with all of our um, you know, preventive screenings and preventive measures. Um, the, the data have been very clear from very early on that these primary and secondary preventive measures that we use through getting vaccination and detecting diseases early, not only saves lives, but leads to better quality of life. You know, if you detect cancer at stage four, that's a whole different scenario than someone on a routine screening finds a small evidence, you know, of, of cancer that's localized that can easily be, you know, excised, you know, and, and treated. And then patients can go on with minimum, you know, disruption to their life and maximum quality of life. So what the pandemic revealed, and particularly in our marginalized populations and in many of our rural populations as well, is that we had low health resilience um, with high rates of uncontrolled chronic diseases, um, which, as you know, um, we saw uh, led to significant disparities early on in the pandemic uh, with people dying from COVID having very high prevalence of hypertension, diabetes, and other cardiometabolic diseases. So have you noticed since the pandemic and, you know, since people, oh, society has opened up and people are getting more back into routine, more people taking preventive medicine seriously, more people, you know, being proactive, but maybe about getting that flu shot, being proactive about making sure they're at the doctor at least once a year, you know, colonoscopies, all this kind of stuff, uh, is it palpable that this the pandemic kind of crystallized the importance of it for people? Well, what we've seen, you know, during the shutdown, I mean, it was just a complete fall off of preventive services and routine visits. And we have seen a rebound, which is positive, but it is not back to where we were before and where we were before wasn't exactly where we needed to be. So we need to increase uh, people's attention to this. I think, uh, you know, individuals, we couldn't help it. People just, you know, got used to not having to go to the doctor or perhaps just doing things via a telehealth, which telehealth is a very important tool. But we need to, again, take ownership of our own health, need to engage with our healthcare providers on a regular basis, engage in healthy lifestyles, exercising, um, eating healthy, not smoking, drinking in moderation if you drink. Um, and getting vaccines, getting their routine vaccinations to protect against other other uh, diseases that'll be down the road. 
we'll have other ongoing problems and disasters. You know, I live in, in New Orleans, so hurricanes are 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 regular. We and and every time one happens, we reveal more issues around uh particularly our marginalized populations with uncontrolled disease and how they they suffer more uh it, during during disasters and during pandemics. And in general, our communities, the U.S. population as a whole, and the and the global community really needs to do more. Take ownership of our own health. Take responsibility to meet with our healthcare providers and adhere to the things that we know that have worked. That have actually taken us from a lifespan several decades ago of only forty to fifty years of life to now a lifespan between eighty and ninety years. Of, of what we're expecting. And that's not by accident, that's by design. And because of the, the health and wellness uh, vaccinations and other treatment mechanisms that we now have available in this country. When it comes to people not per- pursuing preventive medicine or doing the things to monitor their own health, how much of it do you think is just people don't want to be bothered with it? They they, yeah, yeah, I'll get there, I'll get there. They just never get around to it. And how much of it is a lack of access? People that maybe can't afford to to go to a doctor if it's not critical and, you know, or can't find somebody to take care of the kids. I mean, I'm sure it's a, a mix of that and other factors, but those are, you know, how much do you think is lack of access playing into this in addition to apathy? You know, that's an excellent, excellent comment and an excellent question. And I do believe it's both. And what you're really uh, alluding to in the second half is the social determinants of health, where individuals um, just from the places where they live, eat, work and play just do not have the access either to healthy foods, access, ready access to healthcare professionals um, or the funds and the resources to actually access um, you know, what they need for medicines and other types of treatments. What we do have, and and we want to make sure that people are aware of and can take advantage of, there are many safety net organizations and community-engaged organizations that can help those that have limited access. Federally qualified health centers are located in in most states and in areas where um, they are are health resource poor, if you will, uh, providing access to various services, health services, dental services, and the like. Um, but I do believe that that um, this is a balance. We do have some individuals that, even if you give it to them on a silver platter, they won't they won't engage in health and wellness. Um, but then there are many others who would, and they cannot, or because of the access related to that. So we have a responsibility, and many of the um, initiatives around uh, preventive medicine and um, and in those engagements look not only at the individuals, but look at the populations and the communities in which those populations live, so that we can increase access and ensure the health equity that we should have in this country. We need to take a break. We will continue our conversation with Dr. Tanette Krauselwood right after this. This is KYW News Radio in depth. And we are back continuing our chat with Dr. Tanette Krauselwood. Preventive medicine from a societal standpoint, it's going to save money, right? You're going to save money if you catch things early or you prevent them, things like diabetes that from happening rather than having to treat and deal with a disease down the road. So it even makes sense from an economic, societal, political standpoint, no? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. The cost savings from prevention, there is an upfront investment as with anything worth having. There's an upfront investment when you get a vaccination, when you go into the doctor, when you do your routine screenings. But the cost savings are not just to the healthcare system or individual dollars that individuals will save, but think of the cost savings and years of life lost or quality of life lost from having these chronic diseases that can be disabling. Um, You know, in many cases, they won't kill you, not initially, (laughs) but they will cause a significant amount of disability, um, which, you know, has, has significant cost to individuals in our lives. So it is important when we talk about that, we talk about the, the global concept of cost and what the savings in preventive medicine can really bring um, in individual dollars, uh, community dollars, healthcare system dollars, but also in quality of life. You know, we are still, it doesn't feel like it sometimes because a lot of society has moved on, but we are still in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. I think it's, it's, pretty front and center from our discussion and what you have laid out, but just talk about the importance of preventive medicine for preventing whatever the next pandemic would be and how being on top of things can can help we see another situation like we've had with COVID-19. Absolutely. As I mentioned early on, this building individual and community health resilience is going to be key to our long-term success no matter what disaster comes, pandemic, no pandemic, but there will be other disasters as we are already experiencing um, in our communities, either from, you know, we've got mental health issues, the opioid crisis, uh, the gun violence, a lot of other um, aspects too that that play a role. But building our own health and wellness resilience is what's going to be key to that. And preventive medicine is one of the major tools and and disciplines that helps foster that by promoting uh, vaccines and vaccine confidence, uh, by promoting chronic disease management and control, uh, by ensuring that we are looking at health equity through a broad lens and addressing the social determinants of health so that we do have access to the resources that we need so that all members of our community can benefit from what we know so much from, from science. But yes, you know, as we're moving from COVID crisis to COVID control, uh, we have a lot of lessons that we have learned. Um, and shame on us if we don't take advantage of this opportunity with what we have learned to ensure that we're moving forward with our physical and mental health and wellness, um, with our attention uh, to our communities, and with a lens on ensuring health equity for all. My final question, if one of those people who has been apathetic in the past about preventive medicine is listening to this, gets the message and wants to take the first step, does it start with just a call to the doctor, just make an appointment? How would you, you know, if someone wants to start to take control, would that be step number one? Well, it's always very important, especially to get just a general baseline assessment of what your what your health and wellness is, right? Before you even start exercise programs or the like. But the first step, you're right, is actually coming into the mindset that you can do better, if not for yourself, for your families, and for your communities, right? And reaching out to the healthcare professionals in your area to, to get that assessment um, and to start on a pathway to wellness 
is is certainly a first step to do that. Um, if you haven't been vaccinated, um, you can certainly take care of that either through your healthcare system or you can actually get vaccinated at the pharmacy. Um, but the important thing is to make sure that you are maximizing your individual that translates into community resilience uh, to, to fight not only where we currently are with the pandemic, but also to prepare ourselves to be healthier and in a better position when the next situation moves forward. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon. 